Continuing still in the sugya of Zenehan of Zelay Chaser. On top of top line. Shalachle Rabbi Abba Bar Zavda Lemori Bar Mar. So he sent him the following Shiloh. So, do me a favor. I know you, I guess you live in the town by Rafuna. When you see Rafuna, ask him our Shiloh. So, if you're live in someone's house and he is unaware, and he's, I guess, again, a place where he doesn't normally rent it out, so it's Zelay Chaser, do I have to pay? So, unfortunately, I guess until the letter got there, until the person got there, Rafuna was Nifter. But no problem. Amalei Rabba Baravuna. So Rabba, his son, said, Again, Ravuna was a Talmud from Rav. He passed You do not have to pay the Skar. is going to be put. And he said, If you rent the house from Ruvain, you have to pay Shimon. What? Shimon Who's Shimon? Why are you paying Shimon? So in the Hachi Kamar, Nimtza Habayashal Shimon, if you rent the house from Ruvain, it turns out, and you live there for a month, you go to pay him, and then all of a sudden Shimon shows up and says, what do you mean paying Ruvain? It's not Ruvain's house, it's my house. You were living in my house. No, I never made a deal with Shimon, I never anything. So Lagabe Shimon, it's Mamish Zenehenem Zelechoser. Right? Assuming it's a house like Kaim Ligra, so you wouldn't have to pay. But what did he pass? You do have to pay Shimon. The first he said, you don't have to pay rent. by And now he said, if you're living in the house, and it turns out it's Shimon's, you do have to pay. So which one is it? So the obvious answer, it depends if it was something that was aimed to be rented out. If it was not aimed to be rented out, so it's If it was aimed to be rented out, so then by me living there, nobody else was going to rent it out from you, so then it's going to be Zechoser, then of course you do have to pay, and that's what he was pointing out. Itmar Nami, Amar of Chiyabar Oven, Amar Rav, again Mishemir Rav, Ramila Amar of Chiyabar Oven, Amar of Huna, who probably heard it from Rav, you don't have to pay. And he said another halach, which is the same as we just said, if you have some sort of communal property that you go to live there, instead of paying to the community, you pay to the actual owner. Again, what's the story? Who is the owner? What are you talking about? Again, says the Malachi Kamer, If it turns out it wasn't really communal property, it really was really owned by an individual person. So again, you're living in the person's house without his knowledge, and as uh, our Mamashar Shaila. So here he said, You do have to pay. Tatarti, why do you have to pay? You just told me does not pay. It depends if it was an apartment that was aimed to be rented out, that should have been rented out, then it was chaser, then Yutaka would have to pay. So that seems to be the Maskar of the Gemara. Zenahanavazalaikhasar is Pot. Amarav Shara Amaravhuna Marav, another mimer, again Ravuna Marav, Hadabrachamidaite ain't Sarakla. You don't have to pay. But here he brings a Posik. Shanem, Mishum Shanemar, the Posik says in Yeshai, and I'll read the whole Posik, Nishar Bair Shema, there will be destruction in the city. Vesia Yukat Sha'or. And Sia Rasha Sia means a name of a shade, name of some sort of mazik, one of the Mazikin, or she has a Lashana Mishumam, like empty when the house is empty, then the house will be attacked by Mazikin. So what's his point? His point is you don't want to leave the house empty. And therefore if you don't want to leave the house empty, don't tell me it's then the Hanna It's much better than that. The person who owned the apartment, by me being there, I'm actually benefiting him. Now, what do you need this svara for? We already said Zanam is Alechaser is Potter. So some Rishonim say, it's just an extra svara. Some Rishonim say, as I mentioned yesterday, this is coming to offset the svara we said yesterday. Yesterday we said a svara if it's a new house. And by you living there, you're making, you're breaking it in, you're making the walls black and whatever, scratching it up for the first time. So it is Chaser. But if on the other hand, I'm giving him a benefit, 
by me living in the house and keeping the mazikin out of it, that offsets any paint that I might have ruined, and therefore that would still be considered loy chaser. That's how some of Farshim explained this. I saw these mazikim, and they, they gore, they have horns, etc., like a shark. Rav Yosef, I'm a different Yosef. He said, stop, it's not good to have an empty apartment. You have an empty apartment, the pipe breaks, and it floods for weeks and weeks and weeks. Nobody knows. The lights go out, the light bulb, the electricity goes out, nobody knows. It's good to have people living in the house so they're aware of what needs to be fixed, etc. So therefore, again, I'm benefiting the person, the owner of the house, by me living there. What difference is these two svaras? The owner used the house. It wasn't that it was empty, legamri. He used it as a storage place to store wood or to store tevin. In which case, mazikin you're not going to have there because lamaisin is people coming in and out. But he's not looking to see what's broken, if the electricity is working, if the internet's up, whatever it is. And therefore, if you, in the court of Yais, if that would still be a hano, according to the first man, because of the mazikin, that would not be hano. A story related to this. He built a little hut of some sort on a garbage dump that was owned by Yisraelim. Okay, so he wasn't paying the assignment, he was living there. If Nachman made him lose his hut, and he gave the hut, or whatever it is, as rent, or as hana, to the assignment. So the Chari over here, the Yisraelim were not losing anything, it was just a garbage dump. Why did they have to pay? Most people have not been told you do have to pay in that case. There's these Kamenoi people, sounds like gypsies or something, that were just like squatting, they were living in this garbage dump. They were paying some sort of minimal monthly rent. And by this guy coming and building a hut there, so now the Yisraelim did lose that monthly rent, and therefore it is chaser, and that's why you have to pay. And therefore, Amalezer of Nachman said to them, Zil Faisunuli Asmi, you better pay the Yisraelim rent. Vloyashkach, they didn't listen. So then, Agbir of Nachman, upon the Mineir of Nachman went and collected the uh, hut away, he took it away from them, and used that as the payment of the rent and the Hana to the Yisraelim. But this was the case of Zanan of Ezek Chaser, because they were losing money, even though the money they lose, Tosh points out, was minimal. Wasn't like the total amount, but still, once you lose even one shekel, one pruta, then you're considered as an end of a chaser, and then of course you have to pay the full amount. Continuing the Mishnah, the Mishnah said that Shane Bershus Rabbim is potter, but even though you're potter, Shane Bershus Rabbim, you have to pay mashanene. If your animal skipped dinner, we said, then you have to pay the owner, the, the person whose who's food you ate. The amount of money that you take to skip dinner, we discussed whether you have to pay the better types of crops or lower types of crops, fine. Then the Mishnah said something interesting. The Mishnah then said, Kate said, what's the case? Mishamis Mashahemis. Achlomitech or Achavah, the Mishnah said, if you eat from the middle of Rishasurabim, then Mishamis Mashahemis, then you pay uh, what you benefited. You don't pay the Hezek because that's Shamber Shasurabim. But Mitzideh Rechavah, if it's from the edge of the Rechavah, Meshalemis Mashezika. Then you actually pay the value of the damage. Now, it wasn't clear for the Lashon of the Mishnah, when it's Mitzideh Rechavah, why are you paying the damage? Rashi in the Mishnah, I don't think I said this when we said the Gemara then, Rashi in the Mishnah says something interesting. Rashi in the Mishnah says that Mitzideh Rechavah is Meshoneh, and that's Karen. He doesn't say it's not Rosh Hashanah Rashi says that Tzidah Rechav is just not normal. Normally an animal walks in the middle of the street. If the animal goes to the side of the street and eats, that's called Meshunah and that's called Karen. That's how Rashi says it over here. I'm sorry? Even if there's food there. Even if there's food, it's just not a place where animals normally go to. Now, what's interesting is, if the eating of the animal is normal. That's the point. Rashi is saying this because the eating, animals eat. And it's food that he's supposed to eat. 
But the activity he did to get to the food is abnormal, and therefore that's considered, the whole thing is considered Mashuna and Karen. That's how Rashi explained it. Hold on, Rashi over here is going to explain it slightly differently, interestingly enough. Amar Rav. Rav makes a dik in the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Mishnah says, if you eat mitzidei harachava, it doesn't say bitzidei harachava, it doesn't say the animal is actually on the side, it just says it ate from the side of the harachava. Therefore, Amar Rav ubemachzeres. We're not even talking about where the animal got to the side. That could be one case. But Rav says a bigger chiddush, even if the animal is standing in the middle of the Rosh Hashanah, but it turns its head and eats the food from the side of the Rosh Hashanah, even that is not going to be considered Shane versus Arabim. Now here already Rashi seems to explain in this sugya that it's not a question of Karen or Shane, it's a question of is this considered Rosh Hashanah or not. Tysus brings that there were two versions of Rashi. And Rashi cha- seems to have changed his mind somewhere at some point in time. And over here Rashi seems to explain the Machlaikis is related to is this considered Rishus Arabim or is it Sidi Rishus Arabim considered like Rishus Anizik kind of place. Remember the Svara of why you're part of Rishus Arabim is because every animal walks to Rishus Arabim and therefore the owner of the food should not have put their food there. Well, in the city of the Shusharab, it's not a place an animal normally would go to. Therefore, I am allowed to put my food there, and that is considered Kilo Rishusanizik, and therefore, if the animal eats from there, the animal is going to be responsible. The other animal is going to be responsible. So, Rab says, Bamachzeris, when it turns its head, you're also going to be considered Chayev for Shane Lechayra. Again, could be it's Karen or Shane. There's two ways to learn in the Sukkot. Shmuel says, No. Either, again, come to which shot we're going with, either Shmuel says the side of Rishus Rabbim, since the animal is not there, the animal's in Rishus Rabbim, it's still considered Rishus Rabbim, and Shmuel says that's not called Mashunah, since the animal just turned it to eat, that's not called Mashunah, whichever shot we're going with. So according to Shmuel, there is a case where you don't pay Mashunah, you pay the actual Hezek. What is that case? If the animal itself moves totally to the side, that already is unexpected. Again, either that would be Karen, or that would be that would not be considered Shane versus Arabim. That would be considered Shane versus Ayochid, because then already that's a place where you should have you should not have expected the animal to go to. So that's the machleik is Rabbi Shmuel how to learn the Mishnah. Some say Rabbi Shmuel were not arguing how to learn the Mishnah; they were just stam arguing in a halacha. Machzeres if an animal is walking in Shul's Rabbi and turns its head to the side, Rav Amar Chayiv. Rav says you're going to be Chayiv. That again, either it's not Shane or it's not Rosh Hashanah Rabbi. Shmuel Amar Petura. So according to this, how would Shmuel ever have a case where, he, where it's not Shane or it's not Rosh Hashanah Rabbi? If you turn your head, doesn't count. The Mechayev, left the middle of Rosh Hashanah The animal actually physically moved. Then, of course, even according to Shmuel, then you would not be paying, have a question of Shane. Now you would have either a question of Shane, Rosh Hashanah Nizik, or a question of Kerr. Meisr of Nachman Yitzhak. Nachman Yitzhak says, wait a second, because there's another case in the Mishnah. Mishnah talked about two cases. It talked about a case when you ate Baruchava and Sidi And it also talked about a case where you ate Mipesach HaChanus or from the Chanus. Okay, so if you went into the store, then we said that's going to be considered, again, either Meshunah or it's going to be considered Shem Rishos But if you're from Pesach HaChanus, the door of the Chanus, then we said that's going to be Shane. Now, wait a second. So we said that shamer should surround me a potter. You only pay what you what you were manana. Nobody builds a door to their store in the middle of Rishasarabim. So how do you have that? Must be the store was door of the store was pushback, 
what we would call Tzidim Shusarabim. But the reason you still considered Shane was like Shmuel, because the animal was in the middle of Shusarabim and turned its head, and still Shmuel said, and look how that's what the Mishnah is saying, that, that would be Shane versus Rabbi, it would be Potter. Because the Mishnah says Pesach Echanus is Potter. Nobody makes a Pesach Echanus in the Rechava. Pesach Echanus is always going to be a Tzidim Rechava. Must be the reason you're Chayv is because it's only not, uh, not Chayv. The reason it's Shane and Potter is because it's Machzeres. It's not a case of Karen or Sidi Rishasurabim. He asked the question. He answered it. The Kaima Bekaren Zavis. You could have a situation where someone has the door to their store and it is mamish in the middle of Rishasurabim. How? If it's on the corner. If you look in the picture in Rashi. So if you have a Mavui Gadol, so that's the big, the big fair, right? That's the big town square where everybody has their stores open. So nobody has a store in the Mavui Gadol in the middle of the Mavui Gadol, obviously. <coughs> But as they all squeeze into the Mavi Katan, someone has a store right at the corner of the Mavi Katan, and that store is right where everybody's walking. Right? The door of that store is Ki'ilu and Rishus Rabbim just because that's the squeeze point, that choke point where everybody's moving in. So therefore you could have a situation, Taka, where the door, the entranceway to the store is really Mamish in the middle of Rishus Rabbim Ki'ilu. And therefore if you ate from the door, from the storefront, then it would be considered Shame Rishus Rabbim, you'd be Potter. But if you go into the store, of course, that would be already Rishus Hanus. Another third way to learn this Machalik Yisrael and Shmuel, the Machzeres Kulamale Pligid Dechayavis. If you go to the edge of Rishas Rabbim, if you turn your head, the animal's head, from Rishas Rabbim to the edge of Rishas Rabbim, everybody agrees, like we had said before, that that is considered either Mashuna or Tzidi Rishas Rabbim, and you're going to be Chayim. We're talking about a whole different case. Which is sometimes, remember, we think of our storefronts as closed in areas. In those days, the storefronts are more like a shuk, right? So it's just a, a little space that you have. Now, normally, you could put your stuff that you're selling on tables, whatever it is, all the way up to the edge of the area, which is marked off, that's your property. Sometimes, you don't want to have, like, such squishy area, because we're just around to be very busy. You actually pull your table back, and you leave Ki'ilu space in your Shetach, in your space, in your area, that is open to the Rishis Rabbim, and the whole Rishis Rabbim could come there. Okay. So now, and you put fruits out there for people, for people to take and look and buy and whatever it is. Is that area now in front of your table, which is really just open to the Rishis Rabbim Legamri, is that Rishis Rabbim, or is that Rishis Hanizik now? Yeah, okay, well, the Rishis on the Merkaz is a little bit different, because they're coming onto the Rishis Rabbim. I'm talking about the opposite. If they go into the Rishis Rabbim, that's Rishis Rabbim. We're talking about what's really Rishis Hanizik. They just pull their stand back and expose part of the Shushanizik to the Rishasarabim. So it's like they're giving some of their area to the Rishasarabim. The Mark calls it here, the Mekatsa Mukam Rishusai You're putting some of your space and Ki'ilu giving it to the Rishasarabim. So what's the issue? Vachitmar. Amarav, Loishanu Elba Machzeris. By Machzeris, Yechayev, we said, because that's the side. Of a Mekatsa Mukam Rishusai Patura. If you give some of your space and make it ke'ilu, part of the shusarabim, that's called chamber shusarabim, and the owner is going to be potter. Why? We'll explain. The owner of the animal is going to be potter. We'll explain in a second why. Shmuel Amar no, afilu makatsa makam reshusa reshusarabim chayevus. That's still the ma'isus reshusanizik. I let everybody go there. That's nice and dandy, but the ma'isus reshusanizik. What's the machlekes? Morris is a fascinating way to understand this machlekes. Lamer barbar reshusa kamefiki. What happens if I have this little space next to reshusarabim? Okay, and I decide to dig a hole. In my shetach. A bar versus mamisha bar. Okay, well, if it's in my space and it's behind my table, on my side of the table, I can dig all the holes they want. You don't belong coming there. If you come there and fall into my bar, 
I'm totally going to be potter. That's no question. What happens if I dig a bar on the other side of the table, on the side of the table facing Rishus Rabbim, but technically it's my Rishus, but I dig a bar there. Okay, so we have a machlekes later on in the Sechel and Daf Mem Tess, what the Allah of that sort of bar is. Am I chayef for such a bar or not? Rav says that Barber Shusei, Rav Amar Potter, because Barber Shusei chayef. Rav says, if I dig a bar in an area, which might be technically my Rishus, but it's totally open to Rishus Rabbim, I'm going to be responsible for that bar. Now the halacha is, if I make a bar in an area where I'm going to be chayev, A, anybody can come over and fill up the bar, obviously, because it's a bar in an area that would be like ke'ilu rishos rabbim. And if the bar is not a bar in the ground, the bar is, you know, a, 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 big, a, a big bowl of honey, which anybody can slip on or trip on, any, that stuff automatically becomes hefker and anybody's allowed to come take it. Okay, so now let's look at our story. So I have, I put my fruits out on the other side of the table. If an animal comes and trips and falls on those fruits, well, the halacha, I'm responsible to pay. Which means automatically those fruits are hefker. Which means if an animal comes and eats those fruits, of course the balashar is not high feeding the fruits because the fruits are totally hefker. And that's why Rav says in this case you're hefker. With Shmuel, Amar Chayev, Shmuel says you're Chayev for the hezek to the fruits. Kosovar, Barber Shusay Poti says this is not a case of Barber Shusay. In this case it's in my Rishos. I'm not Chayev if the animal slips. And therefore the fruits are not hefker. And therefore if someone eats the fruits, that person is a, is a Shara Mazik of shame. He's going to Chayev to pay me. So this is always going to be a shame versus anizik. That's not the question. The question is, are these fruits lamaisa hefker or not? Because I made a bar in a ke'ilu versus a That's the machlaikas. The third way to understand the machlaikas, rav and shmuel. I could tell you, it could be everybody holds that if I make a bar in this place, I am not on the other side of the table facing versus a I am not going to be responsible. But... Vishani Hacha, over here it's different. Remember, we said the whole Svara. Why? Shame Rishus Rabbim's putter is, I'm allowed to put my, how, you know my animals are going to be walking with Rishus Rabbim. You should not be putting your fruits in an area where the animals can get too easily. Now, in real Rishus Rabbim, that Allah for sure applies. In this case, which is not really Rishus Rabbim, it's like the, the age of Rishus Rabbim, which I'm giving over to, Lamaisa, we could still say that even if it's considered Rishus Nizik, for hil- for the halachas of bar, but for halachas of shane, maybe this is still a shazam. Lavko kaminech the mekabel the prusik shazam mechavis in teroy. How dare you put fruits in a place where you know my animal is going to walk and you know my animal is going to eat it? And therefore, may the rabban and the rice not hundred percent clear. But Rab says, even though for a bar over here I would not be responsible, but for putting your fruits out there, they automatically become keilu hefker, or at least I'm not chayav on shane on them. Because how dare you put fruits in a place where you know my animal is going to come and it's going to very good chance it's going to eat them? Then you're going to be mechayav me. That's entrapment. You're not going to do that. It depends. Again, this case is not so clear how see the rishus it is. If this is Tzidi Rishos Rabbim, then it would be the regular halachas. Does it belong? Correct. Depends, it depends where it is. I, I, it's not clear exactly where this Pesach Hanus is and what this, what this case is that they're talking about. I'm, I'm describing it as the same, but it seems like it's a place where it's not Mishnah, obviously. Otherwise, you'd have a, a Karen Allah, 100%. And Shmuel says, could say the opposite as far as well. Bialma Berber Shusei Chayef. If I make a bar on the other side of the table, I am Chayef. Oh, so then the fruits should become hefker, and why? How dare you eat my fruits? He says no. The bishma bar toy. If I dig a hole on the opposite side of my table, which is exposed to the shusrabim, so of course I'm chayev. Everybody's coming there to buy stuff and walking past. They're going to fall into the bar, not the person. The animals are going to fall into the bar, and of course they're going to be chayev. And the pairs me toy 
you can't say that these fruits are going to be ignored. You see, the animals are coming to eat the fruits. So therefore, fruits themselves in bar would not be considered a bar in this area. Now, don't make a mistake, Rashi said. If I put my fruits in the middle of Rosh Hashanah, real, and an animal trips on them, of course I am, Chayv, that is a bar. We're just saying, if you put these fruits in this Shetach, which is really mine, then I could say, yes, sorry, it's my area. Your animals obviously seize the fruits because it's coming to eat them. So therefore, it probably would not trip on them. And therefore, the fruits are not hefker. A bar, maybe, it would be a lacha, different lacha fruits. It would not trip on, and therefore, I do not have that responsibility. So we can work out the machalikas rabbi shmuel based on what they hold by bar, or maybe not what they hold by bar. It could be a slightly different halacha. So we have three different shatim, two really, of what the machalikas rabbi shmuel is. Is it a question of machzeres when he turns the head, or is it a question of these fruits on the edge of Rosh Hashanah, on the far side of the table? Are you going to be chayv or potter in that case? Getting back to Machzeres case, Leimah Machzeres Tanoi, Lucharitz Machlokes Tanoi, Desanya, Ochl Mitoicher Chava. If you eat from the middle of the Shusar Rabbim, then Mishalem is Mashanenis. Then you're not a Mazik, and then you pay, of course, what only what you got or not. Mitzi Derechava, Mishalem is Mashazika. Okay, like our Mishnah. Divrei Meir Rabbi Yehuda comes along Rabbi Yisir Rabbi Liazer. They say Ayrim Ain Darko Lechol Ela Lahalech. He said that he says ain darko lechol elolahalech. So what exactly is Rabbi Yosi adding? He doesn't say what Allah is talking about. He says an animal normally doesn't eat there; it walks. So what is Rabbi Yosi saying? So the havmina is that Rabbi Yosi is say Rabbi Yosi is not going on teichrechava because teichrechava is milvush sarabim. He must be going on sidirechava. And he's telling you that from sidirechava you're going to be chayev because the animal should not be eating there, and therefore again it's either mershuna etc. But that's exactly what the Tanakama just said. That's either a chav or because you're, you're a mazik. Rabbi Yaisi Anu Tanakama, Ela Machzeres Ikeminayu, Lechaira, the Machlaikas here is Machzeres. That Remeir said, Sidir Chava, you eat, you have to pay as a mazik. Right? Sidir Chava, you pay as a mazik. Mashma. Only if it's Sidir Chava and the animal's there. But if the animal's in Rosh Hashanah and turns, Towards there, then you're not going to be chayv. Then it would be considered rishus ramin your potter. Comes along and be icy and says no. In that case, you're going to be chayv as well. Machzeres, you're also going to be chayv. Tanakamasam machzeres nami mishalim. You're going to be chayv. Only meshanenis, not chayv for hezik. That you pay the hezik because machzeres is also going to be chayv. So chayv machlekes tanayim. Could be Machzeres is Rishon Sarabim, could be it's not. Not clear. This is a wild saying. No, no, no. Over here we're talking about Bir Besteacher. We said Bir Besteacher means you're not Chayv Rishon Sarabim, you're only Chayv Rishon Sarabim. Not so simple. Marsav or Bir Besteacher, Le Rishon Sarabim, like we've been saying. Marsav or Bir Besteacher, Le Rishon Sarabim. No, that you are Chayv in Rishon Sarabim, you're only Potter if he goes all the way into the Rishon if the if you bring my food into the Rishon Sarabim. Of course you're put to that case. I don't know a pusik for that. Obviously, if I put my food in your fat, in your root, in your corral, and your animals eat it, of course you're going to be potter. I don't need a pusik for that. So that can't be the shot. Clearly, the pusik is telling me Bershasram is potter. El, you know what the issue is? The ilfa revaisha ikebenayu. Getting back to what we talked about earlier yesterday's stuff. We had two halachas. We had ilfa's halachas if I eat from the back of another animal. And if I say halacha from kofetzes. The, the eating from the back of an animal, we said, is going to be shame versus anizik and your chayv al shein. If you're kofetzes, we said that's going to be considered karen. The Gemara says over here that that's not so simple. When your mayor came along and said, he meant your potter, even if you eat from the back of an animal, and even if you're kofetzes, those are all considered shame versus you're going to be totally potter. 
which is different than we said yesterday. And if Yaisi came along and said, no, 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 no. If I'm eating from the back of another animal, that I'm allowed to bring my food into Rosh Hashanah on the back of an animal, and therefore if you eat from it, you're going to be chayef. And if your animal is kefetz, as it jumps up to get to the food where it doesn't belong, that's going to be karen, and you're going to be chayef. Chatzinezek, whatever it is. But like we said yesterday, those two cases, you're going to be chayef, and Rav Meir over here is saying, no, if you're in the middle of Rosh Hashanah, all bets off, it's always considered chain, it's always going to be patr, no matter what the halach is. So we do now see a machloikis, it's not clear if 100% that's machloikis, but it seems that's machloikis, Remeir and, and Rabbi Yaisi over here, on that halacha that we had in yesterday's da. Continues the mission. Hakel if you have a dog, or you have a goat, shakaf tzumreshagag. Okay, so now the first question is, why are they on the rosh of a gag? And that's going to be the focus of the Gemara. Why am I bringing my animal up on top of a roof? But if I do bring my animal on top of the roof, and it jumps off, right? that's regular. That's a normal thing for an animal to do. Right? Animals jump. Different animals. right? Elephants don't. But different animals that can jump. And if they jump and land and break a clee, then you're going to be chayv regal. Again, only for Shusanizik. Not if it jumps into Shusarabim, because Shusarabim regal is put. That's a regular case of regal. Hakelav shenato charar. Here's the case we talked about already, and we'll talk about it much more tomorrow. Hakelav shenato charar takes a cold that's hot. V'halach legadish, and it goes to a place where there's uh, stalks and stuff growing. Achalas charar, it eats the charar. V'hidik is a gadish, and it burns down the entire field. Alacharar mishal nezik shalim. So eating the cold, the cookie, of course, yechayev nezik shalim. That's shame, no question. Which sounds like it's some sort of case of Tzreris. We'll have to see what the case is more about that tomorrow. Now, says the Gemara, time of the Kofzu. If the animal jumps off the roof, then you're going to be Chayv al-Sregel. What if your animal falls off the roof? It loses its balance, falls off the roof, and breaks some Caleb. Smash in that case, you're going to be Potter. That's an Oynus, not your fault. Now, wait a second. This is a classic case we talk about in Shas called The question is, why did you bring your animal to the top of the roof? Now, if you brought your animal to the top of the roof and it jumped off, you're a Pesheah. You're a Pesheah because that your animal doesn't belong up there, and therefore if your animal goes up there and jumps off, you're a Pesheah. Here it turns out your animal did not jump off, it fell off, it lost its footing and fell. This is tchilas of pshia Right, the classic case we always talk about. This is you. You could have gone to a mincha minion. You said, "Ah, oh, forget it, I'll daven later," and then you fell asleep or you got busy and you missed mincha. Can you make up that mincha or not? Right. If it's an oynis, you could make up a mincha and daven two mayers. If it's a pshia, you cannot. So it's a tchilas of pshia I have said just that's the classical example of this in Shas. So here also we have the Salacha. So if the Gemara says if the case of Nefila is going to be Potter, Lechayr, we see Tchasim B'Shiyah, B'Shiyah, is Potter. So it's a Martanian Amiyachi, Takasin and Abraisa. Hakelav Agdisha Kafsim Rosh Gag Vishavar Sakem if it jumps, Vishavar Nizik Shalat. The Braisa B'Ferish says, Naflo Patur. So you see B'Ferish, like our Diak, and therefore Tchasim B'Shiyah, Saifah B'Shiyah, and this is Potter. But that's really Machlaikis here. It's Machlaikis Tanoi. If you hold like that, then our Mishnah and the Brisa makes sense. That once you started off with the Pshia, you are now fully responsible for everything that happens, even if it ends up being an Oynes Basof. Some of our should say because the Oynes came because of the Pshia somehow, or once you do a Pshia, you're Meshubin for anything that happens, even if it happens by Oynes, whatever as far you want to say for why you're Chayev. But if you're Chayev, then over here, the Chayev Misha doesn't have to say a case of jumping. Our Misha could have said a case of falling. And in fact, that it didn't, it's a little bit schwer. Michael Amemer says, I'll tell you what the case is. 
Remember, if you ever do this, right, kids do this also, when you jump off something, you don't jump straight down. You generally jump out. Right? When you're on top of a wall, when you jump, you don't jump down, you jump out from the wall. When you fall, you fall down. Oh. So now, what happens if you have a wall, and somebody in Mishra Sanizik puts their kalim on the bottom of the wall, right next to the wall? The truth is, those, those kalim now are not really susceptible to someone, to someone jumping off the roof. Because someone who jumps the roof is not going to land directly next to the wall. They're going to land out from the wall. So therefore, it's not chas v'pshia. If I bring my animal up to the top of the roof, and the kalim are all lined up next to the wall on the bottom, that's not really chas v'pshia for those kalim. And then if my animal falls and falls directly down from gravity onto those kalim, it's just a pure highness. It's not chas v'pshia. Now, keep in mind, and Rashi points this out, if Lamaise the animal does jump and does somehow land on those kalim, you're still going to be chayev. Right? If it jumps, and it jumps maybe in a rear way, maybe it'll be Karen or something like that, but if the animal jumps and does land on the cave, of course you're going to be chayev. Yeah, whatever he does. If he does that and he lands on them, you're going to be chayev, but it's not chotchosim apshia. Right? Because lamais, that's not something that you would expect the animal to do, so therefore it's not chotchosim apshia. If it doesn't, you might be chayev, but lamais, that's not chotchosim apshia. Omer Zvid, Mishmed Rava, Pamim Shafilu Naflin Amichayev. Sometimes, even if it falls, which is total oinus, even if the kalim are next to the wall, you'd be chayev anyways. If the wall itself was not a safe wall. Tell me why. You should have thought, the guy who puts his kalim there next to the wall should have known that rocks and bricks are going to fall off the wall. Therefore, it's his problem for putting the ro- this kalim there. What do you mean? So if so, the mice of bricks did not fall, and the animal fell. And therefore, it's again, right? what, what does that help the situation? He shouldn't have put his stuff there because rocks would fall. But rocks didn't fall. My animal fell. And if I don't belong with my animal there, it's no, no. What if the wall itself is built in such a way, Rashi says either it's a tilted wall or it's a very, a very small ledge, and therefore the animal is always going to fall off. It's not even considered an oinus for the animal walk, falling off. It's total pshia of the owner of the animal for bringing his animal up onto that ledge. And therefore, it's worse than tchas v'pshia v'shayfibianis. It's tchas v'pshia v'shayfibshia. Because the mice, it's a dover pasha, the animal's not going to be able to hold its balance up there. It's going to fall directly next to the wall and break those kalim. In which case, in that case, the Mishnah the would not, not have to talk about a case of kvitsa. In that case, the Mishnah could even be talking about a case of nefila. You'd be chayv because that's going to be mamish oinus. Just do one more piece. If you have a kelev or a goat that climbs up on something and breaks something on the climbing, you're going to be potter. If it climbs down, you're going to be chayev. That is normal. Is it normal. Or, or it's, it, it, say, it says dolgu. I don't know how you, I don't know how you play it. It could, be, it could be it's more jumping only because a gedi normally does climb. So maybe it's a jumping thing. Although you see a Gedi jumps too. So I, I don't know exactly what the Mitzvah is, but something not normal. He said it's normal to go down, not normal to go up. Adam, if you have a person, now a person, oh, leaps. Oh, good. The art school was, was Mavara the Suffolk. Leaps. Okay. Adam, if you have a person who jumps up or down, Adam muad la'ilam. And no such thing as a person who is like not his fault. So whether a person is going up, down, other mazoichad. Vitarim on a chicken also, chicken always also jumps up and jumps down. Shadogu be mamala be lamata be lamata lamala is going to be chayaf. Oh, Vatani, we learned in Abraisa. Hakela vagadisha dogu be mamala be lamata be lamata lamala is peturid. 
that for a Kelvagadi, jumping is going to be potter always, and you're not going to be chayav, it's not regel. Tagamar of papa, the epach mapach. It depends how it jumps. And if it jumps in an abnormal way for that specific animal, then in a chanami, it's not going to be a regular case of regal. It might be a case of keren, it might be keren of chatzinezek, but it's not going to be a case of regal. Meaning, kalba bezikira. If you have a dog that jumps, Rashi says, kfitza, that's seemingly not normal. Or gediba sricha, or a goat that climbs up. Again, it depends on the type of goat. Some goats do climb up. So whatever it is, if it's abnormal, then it's not going to be regal, it's going to be. Yachim, my peturin. So then why you potter? Lechaira, it's not going to be potter. The worst case it'll be is keren. Somewhere in the chanami, potter minezik sholem v'chayev bechatzinezik. So if it jumps normally, that's regal. If it jumps abnormally, then it's still going to be chayev. It's only going to be chayev chatzinezik as a din of keren. Okay, I'd come tomorrow. We'll start the sugya of Aish.